Competition is something that I think about often, and I recently began to reframe it around how a child is taught to be competitive or not. And this came about because I recently became a parent to an eight-year-old. He's now nine. He hates to lose. It crushes his soul. And if we're playing, say, a simple card game, go fish, skip bow, you name the card game or board game, and he loses, for the next round, he changes the rules so that, so that he can win. He's a very complex mind, so he understands the complexities of games quite quite easily and readily. And it's so fascinating because I've never been a competitive person, so now I'm having to rethink why I'm not and if it would serve me to be a bit more competitive or not. And so I, th- I have to think of things outside myself now a bit more as I'm trying to pull the best out of myself to pull the best out of him and to teach him all that I can while learning all that I can. And so it's this constant um, reciprocal exchange of ideas and challenges and I just find it so fascinating because he's this young mind and an old soul trying to navigate the world and at a recent Cub Scout event he at the Rain Gutter Regatta he he won a couple of races and he was extremely you know he was proud and then he was focused on the next one and he didn't win for the final round and he was gutted he was bummed and so I told him like let's be happy for the other people that won and he just he was like that's not a thing And so it made me think about, well, yes, it's good sportsmanship and it's good, you know, kindness and and love. And if we can show respect and congratulations to other people that win when we don't, then, you know, that's still a happy and good thing. But he was in the moment, he was quite heated and, and upset that he didn't win. And he thought it was the stupidest thing ever. And he was ready to go. And so I just think that, um, we all have so much to learn if we question things. Why, why competition exists and it exists in my opinion um, at, a, at a human and survival level um, to, to bring out the better parts of us to make us better um, if we go back to our animalistic years um, where we had to be aware and stressed and fearful to survive then you know competition was we were we lived we made it through. Now, we don't really need that. So we have things like sports and love them or hate them. Um, They exist for for a reason and they they teach us things and we learn to play on teams and we learn how to use our bodies and our minds together and we learn physical fitness and mental fitness and toughness and all of these things, um, coordination and stamina, etc. I'm not an athletic person. Um, I played volleyball, basketball, golf in my younger years, but I never considered myself to be athletic. So I never was competitive in that arena. When I ran track in eighth grade, I got either dead last or next to dead last. And to be honest, I was just thankful to have finished and not have to run again because it was just pure torture to me. So I was never competitive in that sense. When I was in junior high again, I was calling lines for a volleyball game at a tournament we were hosting, and I cheered for one of the teams that made a really cool play. 
I was cheering for both teams throughout the tournament and throughout when I was calling lines for. And after that particular game, I got um, reprimanded by the referee or a coach or someone because I cheered for one of the teams and I was supposed to remain neutral as a line caller. And I just think that is so silly because neutrality can be positive too. We can speak up for both sides just as we can be quiet for both sides or all sides. And I think about it now in, um, say, the political climate, and I will not get into politics. I don't think it's tasteful and it elicits a lot of emotion, and this is not the platform for it. Um, But I think that looking at all sides, not just one or the other, um, is important. Um, And it can be said for, for competitions as well. So if we take a sports competition, so two teams playing each other or two athletes or multiple athletes, one is going to be deemed the winner and ties are generally not acceptable. We have to play until, essentially play until the death or play until one comes out on top. And, you know, what is this, what does this teach us? It teaches, it teaches us that somebody or somebody's are always going to be better and somebody's are going to come out on the bottom or be worse, whatever terms you want to put on that. And I just find it so fascinating because you know, why do we need that? I would love to hear people's, um, I would love to hear your opinions and, and thoughts on this and your experiences with competition or competitiveness. And, um, I'm sure it brings up a lot of passion within a lot of people. You know, we don't have the Super Bowl because we're not passionate or we're not excited about a football game. We don't have FIFA and the World Cup uh, because we're not excited or passionate about what the world calls football or soccer. I just find this so fascinating as a topic. And again, learning to be a parent um, to this young child is so amazing because it makes me question so much about life, about what I thought I knew, about what I know and what I want to know and what I want to teach. And I'm certain I'm not alone in this. There's no way I can be. I think it brings about um, this survival mode. So I I have this this scale in my head that I want to make a really cool infographic on. Um, So level one, or kind of a base level, would be surviving. So we're just going through life just trying to get by. We're trying to make it to work on time. We're trying to get our kids to school on time. We're trying to keep the the laundry and the dishes in their house at at least from caving in um we're grabbing fast food on the way from point a to point b while our kids are screaming in the car and you know our gas tank is on it's almost on empty and our phones are almost dead and we're frazzled everybody else around us is frazzled and we just we just we're just struggling to get by so that's survival just making it The next level I would consider to be a striving. You're striving for something. You're trying to improve something or some things in your life. And that might be in the terms of you're a student, whether working on a a trade 
certificate or a bachelor's degree or a PhD. Like you're you're trying to better yourself in some form or fashion. It could it could be in the form of um, going for a different job or learning new sets of skills or changing your relationship or your location, changing your health, anything about that where you're you're working towards something but you still feel like you're you're kind of reaching and and struggling just a bit but there's also some moments of like oh okay this feels good this is amazing i've really i've i've made some progress that's striving the next level i would consider to be thriving where you're on the other side of it you're on the other side of the hill or the fence or the the whatever kind of middle middle post you put there for yourself to as a marker to feel like okay I can I can take a breath now when we're in that um that survival that surviving mode um everything is very stressful you know when we're eating fast foods and we're going from point a to point b to point c to d in a in a hurried fashion and we don't have the time to take pause and look at the leaves turning green to to a golden yellow across the way or we you know don't have time for an hour-long bath at the end of the day to relax ourselves before going to bed I think there's a lot to be said for for time for self self-care especially when you're in that survival mode back to thriving thriving is when you have time for those things and you do notice the leaves changing colors or the birds and how beautiful their the depths of their colors are and they're not just black but there's some blue and there's some green under there and when you walk into a room people can feel it in a good way it makes people feel good people smile when they see you and you're smiling at other people and you bring this loving calm excited energy i know that's that's kind of a an opposite thing there but there's just this like it factor and people feel that and I'm sure all of us have at least one person where they think where they you know they can see somebody that that makes them feel that way just like warm and happy and excited and when you see them walk into the door walk into a room or out in public you just want to go say hello and ask how they're doing and just you know just soak up some of that goodness from them and I think most of us at least have this goal of getting there like it's a destination but I think it's part of the journey I think all of this is part of the journey and it's healthy for us to spend some time in all of these categories but it's more important to try to spend more time in the thriving in the living the living is kind of the fourth the the higher one like you're just floating through life and everything is easy breezy and most days are just they feel great and a lot of people have this at retirement or they, they look for this to be their retirement age. They look for that marker, when I get there, when I get to retirement, or when I win the lottery, or when I you know receive this big inheritance from my uncle that I don't know. Whatever the that marker of time is, or destination, they think that all of these other things are just gonna magically fall into place. And a lot of people with money will tell you that it's no less stressful, it's just a different level of stress, and that's completely accurate. So I think while we're, the rest of us are, the rest of us that are not extremely wealthy and don't know that yet, um, have this ability to kind of change our attitudes, change from, from surviving to 
striving a little bit. You know, when you're sitting in, in traffic and you're upset, turn, change the radio station. Plug in Pandora. Find some music that you love. Put on a podcast. Um, turn it off altogether. If you're, if you're inundated with noise and people talking and, and other sounds all day long, give your ears a break. You know, just do something to, to cut the stress, to make yourselves a bit happier. Get yourself a coffee. Have some water. For God's sakes, drink a ton of water. It makes such a difference in our life. I think there's so much that we can all do to, to make our days better. You know, we all wake up. We all go to sleep. We just try to make it from, from wake to sleep every day with minimal disruption for the most part. To make the most of that, uh, we can integrate things in like working on our side hobby, um, talking with people, listening to people. Most people in the world just want to be heard and seen. And that goes for, for anybody from all walks of life. We just want to be noticed and appreciated. And so if you can spend one minute of each day actually listening to someone, that will make their day and that will make them feel so special. And in return, of course, you get tenfold of that, if not more, just by laws of attraction and karma and good deeds and things like that. So what can you do to go from, we'll call it step one, two, three, and four, from one to two, two to three, three to four? What can you do to go from surviving to striving? and striving to thriving, and thriving to living. What daily changes can you make in your life to, to make everything a bit happier, you know? It might be just pausing and hugging someone instead of continuing to argue with them or continuing to, to think, I really don't like this person. Or it might be something like you're stressed out because you like somebody but you're afraid to tell them. What if you do tell them? What would happen then? What would, what's the worst case scenario? And then really what's the worst case scenario? You're gonna be rejected. We, re- we experience rejection all the time and it's just part of growing. Rejection is just redirection. If this person that you really like, you know, doesn't reciprocate the feelings, then is that really so bad? Is it the end of the world? There might be somebody else just around the corner that is your your one true love or the person that you're meant to spend your life with or your soulmate or your new best friend or there might be a dog that needs to be rescued just around the corner that needs a lot of your time and you've just been rejected by this person that might not be the right person for you or a right person for you and now you have time to spend with this beautiful dog that you've just encountered that needs you just as much as you need him or her so i would challenge everyone to to kind of analyze your time how you're spending the time that you have and what you're doing to make each day better than the day before and we're going to go up and down with that every day is not going to be better than the day before that's near impossible but most days we can we can make better all of us regardless of where we are what we do who we are um what type of resources we have etc for me personally when i started drinking coffee and eating chipotle those were turning points in my life Um, and i used those because coffee regulated my sleep 
and no longer get the the afternoon slumps around three o'clock when most people get uh, very sleepy or hungry. Uh, most days I do not get that at all. I can just power through throughout the day. Chipotle, because it's fresh, organic, it tastes amazing, it's consistent, it's not expensive, um, it's locally sourced for the most part, and it's fast. And so those are all things that are important to me and probably to, to a large number of, um, of people now. And it just takes a lot of a lot of mental capacity. It lets me reallocate it to other things, such as creating a podcast, writing a book, writing a blog, um, real estate investing, um, you name it. I don't have this 30-minute debate with myself, what do I want for lunch? Like, if somebody asks what I want to eat, I always have an answer. It's very simple. It's similar to people like Mark Zuckerberg or Obama, where they wear the same clothes every day. Not the same article of clothing, but Obama either wears a gray or blue suit. That way he doesn't have to spend time deciding on what to wear. Mark Zuckerberg has a closet full of gray t-shirts, so he doesn't have to spend time on what to wear. He just grabs the next clean shirt. And I think this is important for people because there are a lot of, um, there's a lot of wasted time or misused time on little things like that that don't really matter they cause more stress than they're worth and i try to look at things at a cost perspective cost benefit analysis on a lot of things and also risk analysis and if the output is not worth the input then i would rather not spend that much time on it things like buying a car who you spend your time with where you're going to live where you're going to work you know how you're going to essentially live your life that is worth spending time and energy and focus on. And that was part of moving from from honestly just struggling to make it day to day to striving and then to thriving. And I usually dip between striving, thriving, and living. Right now, it's mostly between two and three, between striving and thriving. I'm sure that will change over the years, but I'm curious to understand where everybody else listening to this uh, finds themselves because I think a lot of us have a lot more resources than we're aware of and to better our lives is to serve ourselves as well as others. And I think that a lot of things that we do day to day are on autopilot and if we stop to pause and think about our actions and our decisions, we can start making one new decision each day that we didn't make yesterday, that we made on autopilot. Tomorrow might be another decision. We, th- we take a different route to work and see something new. We get ourselves new underwear, new socks. We take five minutes to, to pick up some things around the house. We give compliments to someone. We consider what we're putting into our bodies. We drink water instead of a soda. We drink tea instead of water. Whatever the case is, we um, don't mindlessly shop to fill some emotions. Whatever the case is, it would be different and the same for everybody. Um, I would love to see some comments and, and see what people have to think about this. 
All right, this is Beth with Live Good, Live Well, and this was episode one. Cheers. <laughs>